When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Well, thanks very much for joining us for another in a long line of... uh, Tripe Supper podcast, line. yes, slimline, slim down with the bare bones. It's it's a freezing cold teaside day. We've had snow in the morning. It's starting to get a bit brighter, but uh, hopefully things will have fight, fared up by the time the uh, teaside charabank sets off to Bristol City on Saturday morning. Join myself, Philip Talent, and Anthony Vickers. Vic, uh, the big big question, and there are many big questions. Good looking into Saturday's game is is it is it shot or is it fire? Or are we oversimplifying that? Uh, that issue with Danny Ayala being injured. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I, sorry, suspended. I, I don't think that's the big question, to be honest. I think that's a fairly simple one. It's a, a choice of one or the other. Uh, obviously, Dale's played quite a lot of football this this year. He, he's played alongside Ben, and he uh, he he knows the knows the job. Uh, Ryan Shotton that they is a very experienced centre half. He was brought in in the summer for a lot of money. At some point, you have to put that on the pitch, and. You know he he should be able to do the job. He he'll train with Gibbo every week, uh, so I, I don't think that's the big issue. The big issue is probably how Borough come up with a shape, a style, uh, an attitude somehow that makes them greater than the sum of their parts on the pitch. Because we're almost at the halfway stage and nobody really knows what this team is, what it does, where its strengths are. Uh, there's something not quite right and whether that's personnel or tactics everyone will have an opinion on but one th- one thing is for sure that is that everyone appears to have a different version of what this team is Yeah it's strange isn't it I've just been looking at Wolves and why they've done so well this season and I think one of the things that jumps out straight away is the fact that they they play 3-4-3 three, three. they've played that since day one they know what they're about they, did, they had that in, important they did that important thing that you do in the championship by starting well and getting momentum, didn't they? And Middlesbrough haven't had that. And you know, I've, I've pondered this week whether or not it's time to change systems. Four-two-three-one um, is used. I think he's used that nine out of the last ten games, and has yielded something like fourteen points, one point four point, so one point four points per game, and that simply isn't promotion form, is it? And you know, he seems. It seemed as though he wanted to go to four two three one. He clearly he tried that in pre season, then made that that switch for the Augsburg friendly and stuck with it at Wolves to the to the whatever you want to call it three four three four three three, depending whether we're in possession or out of possession. And that smacked of a little bit of muddle thinking, didn't it? He wasn't quite sure um, which way he wanted to go with Borough, and it, it it seems is it too obvious to say that the players he's got don't fit the systems he's trying to deploy. Is he missing a player in a certain position that would make it with the, the silver bullet solution that would make everything work? It, it's been strange really. I mean, it, it, 
there's been a, a formation flux throughout throughout this season, and that's made it very hard to settle mm-hmm. down, get consistency, and get momentum. Uh, each of the, given the squad that we've got, we should be able to make any formation work. That we have the players to make any of those systems work. I think one of the problems has been that whenever there's a, 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 a an option for a particular formation, there have been injuries that have very quickly forced his hand. The, the three up front, I thought, looked very bright for the first two or three games. Uh, and uh, Rudy's step was a revelation in it. You know, his physical presence helped pull some of it together. And uh, Brett Sombolonga was working off him very well. And uh, it, it, looked, it looked good. And then Gastet was injured and that forced a change. Uh, in, move, in, in making the change, it seemed to move the problem further back. Uh, with the three up front, it was the midfield that was clunky. And, of course, it was a new midfield. Johnny Howson was just bedding in. He didn't really have a relationship with, uh, with Grant Ledbetter. The, the way they played it initially meant that Clayton was dropping so far back, he practically became a centre-back to let the full-backs push on. And I understand all the mechanics of it, but it wasn't quite right. and It was clunky in midfield. So he changed that to resolve the problem in, in midfield and just seemed to push the problem to a different area, which, you know, the, the left, left wing slot, for instance, has been in flux. Like we, I think we've tried eight different people on the left, and none of them have looked comfortable for more than a couple of games. I think Taverni has probably had the best run of two or three games, and that kind of is an indictment of everyone else, because he's an 18-year-old lad who, at the start of the season, was, was part of the under-23 squad, and yeah, no one would have seen him as a first-team player. Yeah. So I think every time they've changed the shape, little problems have burst out elsewhere on the pitch. I mean, you look at the signings as well, you think, you know, Lewis Baker's now nowhere near the team. I don't think he's been in the Masters squad for seven matches. Ashley Fletcher was playing for the under-23s last weekend. That suggests that he needs game time, but yet isn't really part of the first-team plans. I look at Middlesbrough as a squad and I think... Can any club, particularly an ambitious championship club, really justify, once Gestead's fit, having two strikers, two proven championship strikers like Gestead and Bamford not involved? Now, I know you can, there's a limit to the number of strikers you can play, but you think, you know, I'm probably going to get halfway through this season with, with Bamford barely kicking a ball and with Gestead, as you said, did well at the start of the season before his injury, but they're, again, being a fringe player for, for the best part of, of six months, it's... Um, you think that's a luxury Borough can't afford you look at the stats and someone like again Wolves as I say have been looking at them they've conceded a very similar number of goals to Borough but they've scored I think 16 more and goals are important it's a blindingly obvious thing to say goals win matches and if Borough conceding nearly one goal a game or slightly over one goal a game then it's crucial that they score at least two isn't it? Absolutely and the ironic thing is I think Borough are probably creating more chances than are enough. Uh, I mean, uh, there are games where Borough have, have narrowly been edged out. Yet, if you look at the score count, the shot count, they, they've scored they've had a 15, 17, 19, 21 shots, and shots on target into double figures. So clearly, there's a problem in actually getting the ball in the net, uh, and that costs you in games. I mean, at Forest, it was incredible that Borough didn't score. Sombolonga could have had a hat-trick he missed a hat-trick of sitters mm. and that's been the story in a lot of games uh, where Borough have had the possession and created the chance I mean look at the derby match 
No, Borough could have been should, could, could have possibly been three goals to the good at half time. So that clearly is a is a problem area. And you think, well, how does that happen when you've shattered your transfer record and bought a fifteen million pound striker and a Danish international who looks fantastic on the ball, he's got bags of skill, and uh, Patrick Bamford, who we know can score goals in this division because we've seen him do it, and Rudy Gastet, who's got a fantastic goal record in this in this division, and yet somehow they're struggling in front of goal. I mean, Burrow, you could make the argument that Burrow so, so far been trying to force the players into a system. Is it time for Gary Monk, and uh, it's easier sat here said than done, to force uh, to, to to find a system that suits the players because. As you as you as you said, if Downing plays on the right, there's nobody really on the left who's who's convinced. You know, Borough still haven't really got a truly convincing number ten. If 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 he wants to play a four two three one, Johnny Housen isn't really. I know he's improving, but a player whose game is usually sitting in front of the back four, is it? Um, it how, however, advan- you know, how whatever the the the, the, the game. His, his duties are uh, as given by the manager so do you think it's time for Gary Monk to, 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 to be brave to be bold to say I have got Gishad I have got Bamford I have got a Somba longer I've got players who, who play in a, who will, will improve from playing in a certain system you know has he got anywhere to go with that? Uh, probably it's something that he, he's thinking about and it, it offers potential solutions but the problem is it, it's it's local politics. I mean, if you try to change the system again and it doesn't come off, then that just reinforces the narrative that he's chopping and changing and he doesn't know what he's doing and, uh, you know, how can we ever get momentum if we, if we change the system every week? I mean, personally, I, I think there's an argument that Borough are very well set up to play 3-5-2. You've got wing-backs there. You've got, you know... Uh, Christie is a, would make a great wing back. We know Fabio would make a great wing back. You've got the the centre halves to do it. Ryan Shotton's played in a three on the right side of a three, uh, and that way you, you get more bodies in midfield. Possibly a creative midfielder. Maybe that's the platform for Stewie in the centre. Maybe that's the platform for Baker to come in and show us what he can do. Maybe that's the way that you could accommodate Triori as part of a you know, a kind of a free role in a, in a midfield that's fairly crowded. That way you can get two strikers on the pitch. But if you make the change and it doesn't come off, you're a numpty. And that's the, that's the issue that, that uh, Gary Monk will have to deal with. Anyone can make the changes, but if you don't, if you don't get results, you've got to carry the can. In a Tony Blair, this isn't the time for sound bites, but I feel the hand of history on my shoulder. Moment is 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 Saturday a six pointer? I, I think it is. I, I think we're coming to uh, uh, crunch time. Really, Borough's problem so far, you know, when you break it down, you say Borough flat track bullies. They've battered all the teams in the bottom seven. Uh, that's where they've got, they've got twenty four out of their twenty nine points from teams that are now in the, the bottom third of the table, and they've only taken five points from eight games against teams in the top half. This next run of games, which takes Borough up to the halfway point, includes three teams in the top half of the table, starting with Bristol, who are five points clear. If Borough lose that and say Leeds and Ipswich, you are level with them, win, which is perfectly plausible Borough could find themselves 10th seven points adrift of of where they want to be and 
going into Christmas, that's not a good place to be. I mean, just being off the, off the shoulder of, of the leading pack, you, you can live with. Uh, it wouldn't take much of an upturn to turn that into a serious challenge. Uh, but if Borough don't get something out of the next two or three games, the stakes rise. The number of games you need to get the points in the bag reduces dramatically. And plus, if you've got another two or three teams above you, that's, that's, that's more bodies that you have to claw over in order to get into the playoffs. Oh, you can talk about targets all you want at the start of the season, but how important is it that Middlesbrough promoted this season? Do you think, do you think it's so important that if Borough are still stuttering as we go into January that the chairman might be tempted to make a change? I think the big big picture is that Borough completely rebuilt and under normal circumstances you'd say, you know, it's not the end of the world if we don't go up this year. They're financially secure, they've got the, the parachute money from last year. Uh, although they've spent a lot in the summer, they recouped a lot of it in terms of sales. So the net expenditure is not massive and it's certainly... Uh, well within the parameters of the, the parachute payments. It's not a disaster if Borough don't go up. But having made such bold public claims at the start of the season and invested the money so heavily up front in the team and kind of given the I mean, the, the phrase smash the league is going to come back to, to Hornstein Gibson because it will be used as a weapon against him. Expectations were really, really high. If Borough don't deliver on that, there will be a whole layer of fans who will become deeply disillusioned. If they'd been told, this is a two-year project, this is a three-year project, you know, we're rebuilding, we're going to go up with a team that has an identity, a distinct DNA, a team spirit, and, you know, when we go up there, we're going to be in a position to stay up there, then that's a project that is slightly easier to sell. Uh, It might not be... You know, it doesn't have the immediacy of saying, right, we're going to run away with it, but... Uh, it's probably a more realistic plan to say that we're, we're we're going for it and to fail carries massive massive consequences in terms of what what supporters think they're frustrated they get uh, angry uh, a lot of people are already starting to to express the uh, apathy you know and, and that sometimes apathy is worse than anger there's a great danger that this whole project could fizzle out isn't the thing it does for championship managers more than anything else the fact that the teams above them shouldn't necessarily be above them. So, yeah. so we've seen in the past, you know, you know, when in August time you saw Burnley win promotion. When you looked at the team man for man, and they probably Borough had a superior squad. You look at even Carrancas' time when Watford and Bournemouth got up that season. You felt that Borough really probably on another day should have pipped them. But particularly this season, you you look at Wolves. A very, very similar situation to Burr. Obviously, they hadn't just been relegated, but they were a club who'd been in the doldrums for yeah. quite a while. Pointed a new manager, made some big investment in the players, even if net spend wasn't enormous. They obviously, a huge turnover of staff. Very similar to Burr in a lot of ways. Similar sized club, similar sized stadium, similar sized ambitions, you might say. Cardiff, nobody's picked for promotion. You know, no right to be in the top two if, you know, it, if it comes to that, Sheffield United, a newly promoted club, I don't think anybody expected them to to challenge for a promotion. In fact, I would imagine there were a lot of people's tips to go straight back down. You know, Bristol City, who we played Saturday at the weekend, again, a team that not many people would have would have had in the top six, seven. So, 
every time you try and put Gary Monk's achievements or failures into context, he's got he's got that in the back of his mind, hasn't he? That yeah. you know, whatever I say about whatever's happening at the Riverside in terms of injuries or form or performance yeah. or bad luck, but are where they are and they're below teams that probably should be below them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the Leicester scenario, isn't it? That's Leicester's success in the Premier League got a whole host of managers sacked because people pointed at them and said, well, if they can do it, why can't you? Uh, I think it's probably simplistic to just to say Borough have got the money uh, and assume that these other teams haven't because you know we know that Wolves are incredibly generously uh, backed. Uh, Cardiff have got a, a multi. I know he's turned the. Tap but if the gap was a couple of points, yeah, that, yeah, but the gap's double digits, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, spending money always raises the pressure. As soon as you spend money, uh, that every result becomes. Uh, the, the stakes rise with every every game that you don't win because there's an expectation, and history generally shows that the teams that invest the most uh, and spend the most on wages, that that is reflected in the league table. So, if you're not achieving the level you should be in terms of resources, questions are going to be asked. Uh, football's never easy, and you know you will always have outliers, and there'll always be teams that uh, substitute team spirit and uh, a pragmatic approach for quality and it only takes two or three two or three of those to get a bit of momentum and, and they can they can find themselves at the top but there's no quality there's not been a great deal of quality from Bury has there really no there hasn't no I mean that, it's the great mystery of how you can get so many quality pay, players on on paper it's a quality squad and not get the blend right. Sometimes it's easier if you've only got 14 players to pick from because then you have to make do. And it kind of gives the players the security to know that they're not going to get bombed out for a mistake. And everyone has to up their work rate to, to make up the gap. I mean, the classic example in Borough history, obviously, is the, the Bruce Rioch mm. bottle blonde heroes. Uh, you know, he, he had 16 players of which eight probably hadn't played in the first team before, and he had to make do. Uh, it's those, you know, it's, in adversity, you see strength of character. And if you know that it's down to you and no one else is going to dig you out of a hole, you, you have to get on with it. And some, some clubs, some teams, at particular moments in history, do that and they deliver. Uh, we know that money doesn't buy success. It's a, this is an incredibly tough division. And if you don't get momentum, uh, you know, that every, every slip-up is punished. Sounds like a good uh, place to finish. Thanks for joining us for another Tripe Supper. We better get back through to the newsroom where Don may or may not have made another round of tea. Uh, good luck at Bristol at the weekend. Let's hope we're talking about a win next week. <laughs>